Support for Let's Talk Battle Rap Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped, who's the best in below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Now, mm. Tim, did you know that Manscaped just launched in the UK, bruv? I had no idea. Yeah, man. Now they can take care of their naughty bits and pieces down there, eh? All right. <laughs> Now they've gone now they've gone for years without using the right tools for the job, so you can imagine what it looks like out there. Now, now you could be one of the first men in England to experience their life changing products. All right. Now, Tim, you know, I know you and I guys close to 40, so we've probably had some crazy experimentation going on when it took care of taking care of the hairs down there. Well, guess Word. what, brother? That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 in the UK. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Because you don't want to nick what's <clears throat> down there in your knickers. and british men be careful when you say that word if you're not of black descent (laughs) but tim when i tell you that this is premium i mean premium the battery will last you up to 90 minutes so you could take a longer shave the waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower and one of the coolest features is that LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. You got to be a real freak if you're shaving in a dark player. You know what I'm saying? And you're doing it for 90 minutes. <laughs> 90 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> hey, man, sometimes you got to get it right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, they've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology and let's not forget about the charging stand tim all right show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by usb i ain't gonna lie to you it looks pretty stealthy and uh neat on the on your desk there man you know what i'm saying because you never know you might have a meeting coming up you might need to get a quick trim and it's, it's right there and it looks so inconspicuous so cool Now, if you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience this firsthand for yourself. Let's get that bush to tush clean. Get 20% off plus free shipping and handling with the code LTBR at manscaped.com. Make your testies your besties. Once again, get 20% off and free shipping and handling with code LTBR at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping and handling at manscaped.com when you use code LTBR. Your balls will thank you. Show on the road. We're going to start the show off with a little history lesson, guys. Um, You guys know one of my favorite things about battle rap is the history. Uh, I've been involved in battle rap as far as uh, behind the curtain since 2013. I started off as a writer. But as an enthusiast and fan of battle rap and hip-hop, it goes all the way back to 2001, 2003, you know, Cassidy Battling Freeway, uh, Mook and Mills, the DVDs. I used to go to Harlem myself to buy my DVDs. So there's been a lot of legend talk. 
And as far as the legend talk goes, I, I, there's no criteria for it, right? And, and that's the problem. There's no way to really measure the metrics as to what makes somebody a legend. You can't put a specific uh, base that everybody shares. There's no real way to measure impact, right? So it's almost like every time we say names that are legends, it's like we have to pick two names that we both kind of like to be legends. And then for some reason, compare them and contrast them or tear one down to make the other one a legend. And I think that's a little far-fetched because you just look at, let's look at basketball, for example, right? You know, I got the numbers. There's been 4,500 players in the history of the National Basketball Association. 4,507 to be exact, right? 4,507 players. You know how many is in the Hall of Fame? 178. That's 4% over the past 60, 70 years. It's only 4%. You know what I mean? So, and I'm pretty sure you look at baseball and football because those rosters are bigger. That percentage is even smaller, right? And there's also, some baseball is also older. So you can add that into account. So the percentage of people being legends, Hall of Fame, or integral to the game to the point where they're a part of the history and structure of where the, the, the culture is now, like, it's not far-fetched to have 50 battle rappers that are legends, all right? There's over 24,000 battle rappers in the globe currently, and this isn't including anybody that battled in the 80s, in the 90s, and the 2000s, or people that aren't even on YouTube. So you can at least pencil in 30,000 battle rappers over the last 40, 40 years, from the 80s to the, 20, to the 2020s, and we're probably only going to have about maybe 50 to 70 battle rappers that are legends, and at least 30 to 40 contributors, maybe less, and that's less than 1% of everybody that's been involved in battle rap. So there's really no reason why there can't be so many legends. Like, just because Marv's a legend doesn't mean Thesaurus isn't a legend. Just because Thesaurus is a legend doesn't mean Sue Surf's not a legend. Just because Sue Surf's a legend doesn't mean Math is not a legend. Just because Math a legend doesn't mean Cortez isn't. Or, you know, the list goes on and on and on. There's a lot of people in the game that if you look at the story and timeline of battle rap, they, they play a part. And if you remove them, Chilla Jones, Arsenal, uh, Goods, Iron Solomon... You know, Pat Stay, Ilmac, whatever the case may be, you can you can pick a name out the hat, and there's probably a whole story and timeline you can tell about this person. DNA, K. Shine, Murder Mook, Charlie Clips, right? So let's talk a little bit about the the foundation of the eras because uh, battle rap changes every five years, and there's a part of battle rap that we kind of don't really talk about, and it's the '80s, right? The '80s and the '90s, mainly because it's not documented, and the most prominent battles that took place in those two decades were on like. Were records. It was on wax, right? You think of the Roxanne Wars. You know, shout out to Netflix for having the Roxanne movie. You want to go watch that battle rap movie on on, Rax, on Roxanne? You know, you had a you had the uh, Juice Crew versus the Boogie Down Productions. Shout out to the Bronx. You obviously had Kumo cool D, Busy B, nineteen eighty one. They set it off in the eighties. It was DJs battling and, and MCs freestyle battling. Uh, obviously, fast forward a little bit to the nineties. You get your Common and your Ice Cube. You get your LL Cool J and your Cannabis, right? And those are some of the prominent versions of battle rap for that time period. There was no events. There was no people in the street corners, really. There was none of that. There, there was the battles on wax. So that's what will battle rap existed as for somebody that was a teenager or in their 20s in the 80s and 90s. Now, let's look over the last two decades. I got a little chart here for you guys. This should be fun. You guys don't mind if I cover my face for this one, right? Because this is some important information. So let's uh, let's get into this. All right, so as far as legacies, right, is somebody like Jin not a legend? Because their their claim to fame in battle rap only really exists for like four to six years, but I feel like the story of battle rap has to be told with Jin. 
You know what I mean? I feel like the the story of battle rap has to be told to those people that won Scribble Jam too. So like let's let's break it down to the last five years over the last two decades, right? From the 2000, 2004, you had nothing but you had the Fight Club, you had Blaze Battles that was on TV. Obviously, you had Smack DVD, but before Smack DVD, there was a little bit of battle rap that existed prior to you know Smack Troy Mitchell running around grabbing all these people on camera. <coughs> Excuse me. Obviously, BT had Freestyle Fridays, which maybe now we might laugh at, but listen, bro, winning seven weeks in a row of Freestyle Fridays was a real difficult assignment back in the days, and it was an accolade. Like, it really genuinely was something to be proud of. You know what I'm saying? And by the way, it was nationally televised. That's one thing about the early 2000s. Um, maybe the rhymes obviously don't age well, but a lot of these battles were on TV, Fight Club, Blaze Battles, uh, Freestyle Fridays. All these things was on national television. So you know how good you at least had to be to be on national TV <laughs> or at least get the opportunity to be on national TV. Then there's like street corner, uh, like I don't want to call them a league, but there were these events that even I don't, I don't even have any footage of like the bragging rights. That's where Poison Pen used to battle. That's where Sarah Connor used to battle. Obviously you have Two Raw for the Streets, which is the one DVD that existed before Smack. And then of course Scribble Jam, where you guys know uh, this guy named Eminem. Yeah, him. 1990s when he went to the finals and lost. Eminem. Eminem! <laughs> Any battle rapper right now in our culture would trade places with Eminem in a blink, in a heartbeat, in a heart, in a heartbeat, in a blink, whatever. So the 2000s, 2004s, that's a real interesting foundation. And you got to think to this time, this is when Mook Lux and X Factor, Miles, and a lot of these guys that are pioneers are, are in the positions where the Kid Chaos is in the easy and the real six are right now. You know what I'm saying? They're looking at Cassie like the God tier while these guys are becoming the top tiers. Even though at this time period, there really is no tears. It's just, who wants to smoke? Who's willing to pay me? You know what I mean? Now, let's move a little bit forward to 2005 and nine, where this is kind of like a little sweet spot of battle rap, where a lot of legacies are pretty much set in stone. Obviously, you got the WRCs, the two-on-twos, uh, the World Rap Champions, which um, was kind of, in a way, ahead of its time. It's almost like looking at the COVID era back then, a little more awkward. Uh, so if two on twos in the COVID setting, this this could be a potential what it might look like minus the freestyling. Obviously, you got lines then that, that give you a couple of years in the game before Smack DVD uh, became URL. That little two year break of Smack was the lines in the window. And the beauty thing, the beautiful thing about lines then is they just put the camera on a lot of guys that was around the scene that we just didn't see. K Shine, Head Ice, Goods. You know what I'm saying? Then they expanded out to the Midwest and put Big T and Calico on the camera to try to get Averb, Young Ill, and Remedy on the camera. You know what I'm saying? Tay Rock. The list goes on. Obviously, Fight Club, King of the Dot, Don't Flop. They started their career. Um, they started their companies at the very tail end of this window of Battle Rap, 2008, 2009. But don't forget, you got Street Status. You had Jump Off. This is where the international Battle Rap started to come come alive. And obviously, Grind Time, which was like a seed birth from the WRCs, which we love grind time. More importantly, uh, world star love grind time. It helped all those battles go viral. Now that's the first decade of battle rap, the 2000, 2009, which you know how many legacies are made in these two, in these two quadrants of battle rap. Yeah, I did make this graph. I did make this graph and I'm sorry if I'm not reading, um, the messages. I kind of just want to make sure we can get this uh, 
we could get through all this. I know I, I'm not I'm not used to lecturing people or making this little history lesson, but I feel like we need to understand when we talk about legacies. Like somebody could have made their legacy in battle rap in two in the two thousands. You know what I mean? Somebody could have made their legacies in the two thousand five to two thousand nine window. You know what I mean? So like, doesn't mean they're not a legend. So, um, 2010, 2014, this is the real sweet spot. This is where everybody is, it, it's, it's no order. Goo, uh, gooey goose. It's no order. It's so, and it's not even in chronological order neither. It's just, um, the, the battle leagues or platforms that existed at that, in that window of years. Um, in 2010, 2014, this is the sweet spot of, uh, of battle rap, right? Because this is where a lot of people might've gotten introduced, it's where a lot of fans from the early 2000s is like, oh, battle rappers evolved. Let me let me keep up with this. And so you get a little collimation of brand new fans that are emerging onto battle rap becoming professional. Or you get the OG fans that are kind of like remembering either Grind Time, Smack DVD, Too Raw for the Streets, Freestyle Friday, Fight Club. Like any one of the platforms below there, you had a certain fan that remembered battle rap for what it was and then transitioned into the professional era of 2010 to 14. You get Queen of the Rings birth, right? Uh, obviously, you get Flip Top, the international side of things. You get U-Dub. Shouts to Arsenal, right? And obviously, Black Ice is another league that was created that was really prominent for a few years in that in that window. Um, you get a lot of industry returns. You get Cannabis coming back. You get Cassidy coming back. You get MC War. Again, uh, Keith Murray, Fred Joe Starr. You got these industry guys that are like, oh, well, I could do this too. Maybe not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe not, but more importantly, through 2010, 2014, is where you get all the historical classic battles and events, right? You get you get your Cortez versus Hollowhand, you get your Loaded Lux versus uh, Calico, you get your Loaded Lux versus Howl of Dawn, you get your Summer Madness 2, you get your Mook versus Iron, even though it's a terrible battle, it's still a historical artifact for how bad it is, right? You get Charlie Clips Return, you get Averb and Hitman, you get Hitman and John John, um... Let's let's spread the let's spread the wheel a little bit. You get a couple grind time classes. You get daylight and chilla in this window, right? You get chilla and, and, and JC in this window. You get um you get a couple you get a couple prime young ill years in this window. Like this is the window of battle rap that everybody probably loves. Surfing hitman. Um, I seen that in the chat. Uh, obviously Tay Rock's emergence. Tay Rock's Tay Rock and ill will. The list goes on. The list goes on of all of the classics that we all probably miss. And wish to be replicated from 2010 2014. You know how many legacies are made in this window too? Hitman Holla made his legacy in this exact very same window. When he battled Arsenal, when he battled Cortez, when he battled um John John the Don, Aver, Sue Surf. This all happened in that little window. Big T. Yes, Big T, a prime Big T in this time period. Who else, man? There's a lot of people. I I know I'm missing names because there's, there's so many. But I just wanted to let you guys know that this is a sweet spot. A lot of legacies were made in this window too. And in fact, some of your favorite battles of all times or favorite battlers of all time probably were in their prime in 2010, 2014. <sighs> let me get my water. All right. The last two windows is pretty uh, self-explanatory. 2015, 2020. It's pretty much the start of the pay-per-view era and the league's explosion across the United States, right? You get your bullpens, um, you get your guerrilla warfares, you get your riots, you get your, your your West Coast elites, you know, you get your elites in the DMV, you get your spit that heat, 
I expect that he's probably a little bit closer to 2014. But the point is, this is what everybody in the United States said. Oh, I can start a league myself. <laughs> you know? And this is when pay-per-views became a thing where now fans don't have to travel cross-country or travel uh, internationally because there was a, a lot of international fans that would come to your own King of the Dot events to actually have to witness battle rap to stay tuned in to watch these battles live. Pay-per-views made that possible. You had watch parties, obviously. You had all these things going on. But if you were a fan in this window, you knew almost every pay-per-view had an issue. So you can never fully trust a pay-per-view watch party without it crashing. You can only watch these things with other Bad Rap fans because you introduce it to other people. They're just going to be like, what, 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 what is this? Why is this pay-per-view lagging? Why is this buffering? Why is this Why is this cutting off? And now we reach to the era that we're in now, the COVID era, the bubble era. Legacies might be made here, but it's too soon to tell. So with that being said, over the last 20 years of Battle Rap, anybody could have had a legacy created in different spans of windows. Now, how do we measure it? That's on you. You can rank it on your own time. But what I'm saying is just because Sue Surf is a legend doesn't mean that Jin isn't neither. And the list goes on for there. So I hope we had I hope we learned something today. You know what I'm saying? And maybe one day I'll dive really, really, really deep into this because I I, I think battle rap needs to be separated by the eras. And I do feel like um that first window, that two thousand, two thousand four window it doesn't get talked about enough. It doesn't get talked about enough. There's a lot of people from this window that honestly are cemented already in this game. Professor Green, no I, I, idea. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that, that, that matter from this time period that may have not translated over time or may have not continued to battle over time, but a lot of historical stuff happened there, man. So, all right, man, that was fun. Let's read some of the chat. Francis evolved from stats to history facts. Yeah, man, I've always been about the history of the game. I love battle rap history. That was a dope breakdown. All needed because there's too much speculation. Appreciate that, Tata. Appreciate that hardcore flavor. You have two names on those errors. Have two names on those errors next time. Got you. 2004 Windows suffers from the battles not aging well. Yeah, those battles really don't have good content, but... I think it's 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 monumental that all those battles are like, hold on, wait, a lot of these battles were on national television? Like, battles now aren't on national television, you know what I'm saying? So back then, some networks were willing to invest in poor content. Recap. Hey, uh, Axel, the, I will be posting this video today, so I, I had a whole breakdown of this, uh, the last two decades of battle rap. I separated it every five years because battle rap changes every five years. You'll get the full breakdown if you uh, tune on in later today, all right? Because uh, we got to definitely move on with the show. We got a couple more topics, but I appreciate you for, for spinning the block on me. I'm sure you'll have a nice um, time watching it if you once I upload this later. All right, man. So battle rap needs a Hall of Fame. That's that's the end of it. Um, there can easily be 50 plus battle rappers in there, and more importantly, like I think I actually have a list. This is no order, but like, let me see. All right, listen to this, right? These are all people that are important to the history of battle rap. 
Loaded Lux, Murder Mook, Thesaurus, Ilmac, Disaster, T-Rex, Jin, Idea, Arsenal, Susurf, Averb, Hitman, Hollow the Dawn, DNA, K-Shine, Mav Hoffa, Iron Solomon, Reed Dollars, E-Ness, Marv One, Pat Stay, Big T, Calico, Shoddy Horror, Sirius Jones, Goods, um, uh, Asterix, Cassidy, Eminem, right, because... They're industry guys that were battling before became battle rap, but they are big, successful industry guys. Uh, Daylight, Sharon, Tay Rock, Conceited, Bill Collector, Chilla Jones, Ill Will, Silence to the Ladies, Jazz, 40 Bars Official, Danny Myers, Geechee Gotti, his, 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 his career is amazing. Roan, B Magic, Rum Nitty, two of the best punches of all fucking time, right? Pass, Dumbfounded. And that's like almost 50 names there. You're going to tell me all those guys don't deserve to have their legacy cemented in this culture? What about the Lush Ones, the Organics, the Smacks, the Beasleys? <laughs> Even International P. Like, there's a lot of people. Awkward. Uh, yeah, I guess so. And there's no pure definition of it. But all I'm saying is there's a lot of people that you tell the story of battle rap. They're involved in the story. All right. No can do as well. Thank you. Yeah, there's a lot of names. There's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. And I didn't even finish that list, by the way, Bagel. So there's, I just wanted to, want to move on. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get into some of these diss tracks. Shouts to Easy to Black Captain because he has everybody rapping again. All right, he has everybody going on wax. He's got everybody finally like just. All right, let's send some smoke signals out. Let's give some previews. Let's give some appetizers to the people, and let's put that pressure to get this fucking match booked. Right. That's the that's the energy. Um, RBE is petty for posting at Mac this with the name. Yo, listen, I think it's kind of interesting that RBE decided to get behind it because Mac could have dropped this on his own channel, could have dropped this anywhere else, but the league said, hey, let me get that. Let me get that because there's a chance you can see that match on RBE. So let's play this clip of um this Mac Myron disc. Let's get the visuals too. Nigga, battle rap so fucked up right now. Follow me on Instagram. They giving Mook the all the money. And they don't be wanting to give me shit. Nigga still ducking. No one suing for like millions. Let's talk about it. Yo, low so a faggot. And I mean that. Now let me get a little feedback. Nigga, AF keep running, I'ma put him in the hearse. Surf told me four racks for a verse. Boy, you watch your damn mind. What you think I'm about to pay you? He ain't even signed to a label, I don't think. Why the fuck battle rap niggas keep ducking? I kill Mook and Lux, but I ain't Yo, shaking up the culture, leave a nigga rattle. AF, he a pussy, he be backing out of battles. Knowing damn well, I can put him in a blender. How the fuck he saw if any rappers in Virginia? Norms hit me up, running time, me and Danny. Said back out, I could get you. You in a family, uh-huh. take chef trips, uh-huh. but we gon' pay you lesser. Uh-huh. Boy, get the fuck off my line, Uncle Fester. Can it keep me up? Yeah, I'm talking about a lot. I said, we're Pat, let me put him in the box. Said he up in Canada, you know he probably busy. Get him in the ring, he gon' want a pretty penny. Low, so a faggot, they ain't about nothing. Av can't see him, he be ducking. Wearing big clothes, the nigga looking filthy. Nigga said my name, then ill will kilty. Alright, wow. Feedback. What do you guys think? Let's hear it. Make sure I don't got no echo in this bitch.
M Magic has a lot to say. Wow. That's petty. Um Laugh my ass off. I'm here for this energy. I love it. <laughs> he brings the smoke. It's cool, but he's riding the wave. Savage Vandross, it's okay. I, I, this is a wave that I don't mind you riding. Pause if needed. You know what I'm saying? Send all the smoke signals. We need more battle rappers to rap anyway. A lot of you guys know how to rap on YouTube. A lot of you can't rap on beats, so I'm okay with it. Um, He brings smoke. It's cool. Hey, Michigan got a certain swag. That's kind of fire. As long as it's not the tournament wave, that is funny. Hold on, man. I, I keep hearing the background noise. Let me get this ready. Right. No, I hear noise. I, I got noise coming from my side. So I just I wanted to fix that. They got an answer. I agree. They do have the answer. Loso. They on your heels, Loso. Do we need Mac Myron and Loso? Is this a match we need to like? Just some, what's the temperature on this? Like, do we need this match? Do we like it? Are we starting to be sold on it? Like, Loso Mac needs to happen. Why not, says Tata. ARP's basically co-signing this. And it's still crazy. Pretty much. Maybe not Lux and Mook, but Loso and Abby. <laughs> yeah, I like that answer, let's be honest. Gooey Goo says, next. All right. Harko Flip says, I'll take it. This one says, I like Mac. I want to see the battles. I'm not feeling the song. That's fair. Mac is selling his fight. Oh, well, there's no fight to sell yet. It hasn't been booked, Ozzy. But he's trying to get a fight to sell. Um, Susa Flores says, like, don't need. Set it up. I appreciate that answer. When is Loso going to speak on it? Injected in my veins. Hey, man, you said my favorite word, man. Don't get me started. Do not get me started. I'll fucking put the whole, I'll put the whole stuff on the screen. Why do I feel like this is an RB card? It needs to go crazy. We need the merch. Don't get him started. Here we go. Well, McMyron wasn't the only one with a diss track over the weekend. All right, guys. A lot of your favorites. One of the best punches of all time has finally decided I'm tired of being quiet and also got in the booth himself. Mr. Rum Nitty himself. This is this is fantastic. Everybody is coming out and making diss tracks. I appreciate this kind of energy. I don't know if y'all do. I appreciate this energy. So, um, unfortunately, Nitty didn't necessarily release the track, but he released a snippet of the track while he was in the studio. Let's listen in. Yeah, if you don't want no smoke, you shouldn't have started that My Niggas call me out, but never call me back So I'm just about the money, I need all the checks If you ain't got over 30 battles, I can't call you back You ain't coming outside, you are not a threat 2K, 515, I want all the rent When I'm shooting with the shooters, I lost all respect I'm empty out very low, like we're Holloway I'm a paid hitman once I pop this deck He holler out of nowhere, I got to rent Mm. Mm. 
inside that cast, but he ain't even worth it. Crazy how you wavy with the flow, but you can't keep it current. Mm. Nitty. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Hey King, what up, King? Of course we fucks with you, man. I'm sorry, brother. We 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 playing the diss tracks for the people. You know what I'm saying? We're making sure everybody get a chance to listen to these bars. What up, my G? Salute to you with that blue check next to your name. I know you're getting that bag just like I am. Make sure you make sure you do your job. Alright, we're doing our job. I appreciate you always showing love. Nitty's the goat, says Lil Reggie. Tata uh, loves it. He put in a lot of years, firework. Who? Let's be honest. Says at this point, who doesn't Nitty deserve? What's good? He would have follow. We headed for six k. Oh, King, yeah, I'll definitely follow you, man. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I never did. I'm sorry if I never have. We'll definitely follow you back here. Um, he's my goat, even though everyone thinks it's Danny. Magic beat Nitty. Yeah, Magic did beat a very young Nitty, but that was also a prime B Magic. Um, and at this point, you, I, you can really argue who has the better career. It might, it might be Nitty. It might be Nitty, clearly. But it's definitely, if you say Magic, I'm not going to argue. They're, they're definitely two of the best punches ever. Uh, LTB, LTBR update guy. What up, Titus? He says, Nitty deserves all the plates. He won't win, but he deserves the chance to lose. I don't know if that was a compliment or a little bit of slander. Like, I think we should stone him. All right? I don't, I didn't like that message. I didn't. You know what I'm saying? It was a very it was very backhanded. It was very, very, very backhanded. And this this is not a platform that allows nitty slander. So yeah. Oh, Gooey Goo says fire the update guy and hire me. Listen, man. Titus, you're on the hot seat, man. You keep you keep this up, man. Gooey Goo might have might be on the payroll. <laughs> um <clears throat> twelve twenty eight mama says it was a bipolar message. They got this. I'm too valuable. Hey, you ain't lie yet. It sounds good. You ain't lie yet. I I want to say this about Rum Nitty. Um, taking all these shots. Um, of course I want to see Rum Nitty and Mook. Of course I want to see Nitty and Lux. Of course I want to see Nitty and Hitman. Of course I want to see Nitty and Hollow. Of course I want to see all these matches. The only issue is that all these guys are promo machines. All these guys headline most of the time when they're battling. They barely come out for. They come out for smoke. Don't get it twisted. Except maybe Lux, because he kind of comes out for popularity over competition. But all these guys come out for smoke. And they don't have a problem with getting in the ring with somebody on their skill set. But they have a problem with getting in the ring on somebody based on profile. So I do genuinely feel like Nitty kind of, like, he deserves these plates. URL can put the money up and get it done, but... They kind of want this guy to be a promo machine, talk, and, and and do all the things outside of the ring to make these battles feel like mega matches. Like, like I don't know if Rum Nitty and, and Hitman would headline a card. Like, I really think there could be a match that could be bigger than it or a match that can at least promo harder than it, um, you know, on both ends. So, like, I do feel like his only thing that he needs to do is just put himself out there more. And then it's going to become undeniable that these guys have to take the match. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, imagine in the summertime when Hollow was supposed to sign this contract. He never did it. And then he put this diss out in the summertime when Hollow ducked him. There would have been so much pressure on Hollow to be like, hey, 919, Summer Madness X, 
What you doing here? And instead, you had to deal with Reed Dollars and then got had the upset of the year. Imagine that was hollow instead of Reed. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Nitty dropped the ball after the surf battle. He's definitely had some battles where, you know, it was big matches for him. And he he didn't necessarily have the, the performance that he needed in some of those big matches. But as far as content and skill, like, you're always going to get that from Nitty. Like, that's never something you have to worry about. But I feel you. Like some of his best performances aren't where the lights are the brightest. Harry Truman says, Rum would have to go to RBE to battle hollow. Yo, let me tell you something, Harry. Rum on RBE would be fire. Rum on RBE would get this weird, like, glow of appreciation that we should already have for him. And he would just be fire for no reason on RBE. Like, I really genuinely believe that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you put him on RBE, like, he's just going to have one of the craziest debuts ever. Rum would have to go to RBE. We said that already. Rum on RBE is a good fit. I, listen, I'm not mad at seeing it. I would like to see it. I, I like to see it in my, my Monique voice. I would like to see it. I, I, I'm okay with that. I'm here for that. But speaking of Rum, Nitty, and Hollow... Um, I really want to get your guys' opinion on Hollow the Dom because he did have some quotes over the weekend. He actually talked about Rum Nitty. He said here, end quote. Hold on, let me make sure I get the quote right. I don't like to misquote these guys. I don't like to paraphrase. I like to get the exact letter for letter of what these battle rappers said because they turn around and be like, I didn't say that. And be like, oh, yes, the fuck you did. All right. Where is it here? Hollow the Dom, end quote. The shit I got for Rum Nitty is groundbreaking. So it sounds like the Rum Nitty battle's definitely still been in the conversation for a long time. Songs may be closer, closer, closer to happening this year than ever. And if it happens on URL or RBE, I can still expect a small crowd for it. So my real question I want to ask you guys is, what do we expect of Hollow the Don in the bubble? You know, everybody's adapted. Some people have failed to adapt. Are we confident that Hollow the Dawn would adapt to the bubble? I just have to ask the question. I want to know what you guys think. I'm just checking the temperature. I can see Hollow dying. I don't care as long as I see Rum. Sounds good. It could get scary. Little Reggie says, it sounds good. Dot, dot, dot. Rum 30. I like that. Uh, greatness. Hollow came up in small rooms. Everybody came up in small rooms, but we've seen a lot of vets struggle in the bubble. So I'm just wondering, like... Are we sure that Hollow would just come in here and, and be magnificent? Like, I mean, Lux was good, but he wasn't great. And Lux was very vulnerable. So, like, Lux caught anybody else that day or anybody else recently. They could have probably beaten that loaded Lux. You know what I'm saying? So, who's to say you're not going to get a Hollow to Dawn that's like, wait, hold on. I, anybody could have beat this Hollow to Dawn today. I don't be feeling Hollow's bars anyway, so run to one. KRS2 don't know what he's going to get himself into in the bubble. Hollow just needs to sit down to the stage. Lux catered his material towards Surf France. Come on. I didn't say he wasn't good. I'm just saying he was vulnerable. It was just the truth. And everybody felt that way. Everybody felt like, oh, this is a this is a beatable Lux. I still think he was really, really good. But I, I can't disagree that like a lot of people in front of him that in that day probably would have had a different result with him. That's all I'm saying. Uh Miss Marla. That was a fraudulent slip. Lux Kate's materials for surf. We read that. I respect the opinion though. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. 
you know, if Tay Rock's in front of that Lux, like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm saying the people that battled on the card that night, as far as Gnome X. A lot of people outperformed them that night. Rock would have cooked them. Listen, man, Rock had a better performance. Uh, Lux, uh, um, Daylight obviously had a better performance. Uh, I don't know, man. There's a couple people on Gnome X that was, that was just better than Lux that night. I'm sorry. It's just the truth. So, um, I don't know what to expect of Hollow in the Bubble because he's not... He's not always a bar guy, right? Shouts to Polo Black Compass. He's not always a bar guy. That like he has heavy layered material. His pen is all this crazy. Um, he has a lot of little props and and stage presence and performance that kind of like just like hypnotizes us. I'm not saying in a bad way. I'm saying it's really creative and and uh, strategical. Like the way he'll like put up the sign against John John the Don or like do things against Tay Rock. Some of them hit, some of them miss. But all of that kind of goes away because there's no crowd to really cater to, right? Um, he He's a good freestyle. He's a good rebuttaler. But in the era of rebuttaling now, I think a lot of people have surpassed him. We talked about this last time on the show. Like, people like Chef Trez, Geechee, A-Ward, a lot of people are rebuttaling better than Hollow because they just, they do it, they do it in, a, I guess, in a more impactful way. They do it more than him, more frequent. Um, obviously, he can do mid-round rebuttals too, so that's always dangerous. Um... I'm just not 100% sold on Hollow being dominant in the bubble. Rock's a goat. It will in Hollow freestyle. The rebuttal game is crazy. He got a rap, and he can't rap better than Nitty. I just missed someone comment to me. Say it again. Uh, Tata, uh, let's be honest. Say, you're breaking my heart. Let's see if I can bring that comment back. He said, you're breaking my heart, Tata. That's what he said. You're breaking my heart. We compare Hollow to Lux, but when has Lux been dominant? He hasn't been. That's the point. <laughs> he hasn't been. That's what I'm saying. Like he hasn't. He hasn't really been dominant in the bubble. Um, obviously, like Mook had a phenomenal bubble debut. Phenomenal. But I, but Mook is also that person that hasn't been rocking the stages. So like at least Lux and Hollow, they've rocked the stages. So when you put them in the smaller room. You know, you probably might not see as an impactful version of them. Mook is somebody that's like, the Iron Battle, eh. The Lux Battle, yeah, I kind of try to ride it off even though he beat Lux. The, the Verb Battle is pretty good, but that's only a 200-room capacity venue. You know what I'm saying? So when you put Mook in front of 500 to 1,000 plus people, we still haven't seen him wow the crowd. So now he had a great bubble debut, but the question still remains, can he be electric in the crowd? And it's a truthful, it's a truthful question. When is LTBR getting the band back together? Me and CC will be on uh, twice this week. Uh, Vlad is still holding down his fort. Uh, I'm very, lo- I'm very much looking forward to Vlad's return. Believe me, you guys will be the first to hear about it. Mookster was fake angles, no paperwork. Hey, CJC, that sounds cute, and I believe you. I actually agree with you. It was fake. It was a lot of lies. It was things that we couldn't prove, but unfortunately, it, it, it lived on. It had the impact. It's it it, it it landed in the moment, and that's all you need to, to to win these battles sometimes. Vlad is still celebrating Haitian Independence Day. Facts. Fake angles can win whole battles now. Unfortunately, they can. Unfortunately, the way they're executed, yeah. Unfortunately, that's the that's just the truth. 
That's just the truth. Murder. Tay Rock had the best angles in the world. Murder Mook caught, let a white girl say the N word. Murder Mook is a Trump supporter, and and he said these two things in the climate of all of us having so much empowerment and consciousness for our black community. And Tay Rock couldn't deliver that. You give B dot that angle. If you give B dot that angle, oh Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. So it's all about the execution, CJC. Good God, have mercy. You get beat at that angle. Oh, my God, what he would do to murder Mook. I'm not saying I want to see Mook and beat up. I'm just saying if you give beat at that opportunity with that substance, he will create fireworks. he create fireworks. I think Rock should have went more in more on the Yes Joel's thing. I agree, Bagels. Murder Mook poured Skittles in the name of Trayvon Martin in 2012, and seven years later, he's letting a white girl say the N-word. You completely contradict yourself. Like, <laughs> completely contradict yourself. You feel, Do you hear me? And then more importantly, in the third round, like, something that kind of gets lost. Like, he swears on his mother, all this stuff exists. But we still haven't seen it. So, if it, if it does exist and you just haven't showed us, cool. We'll never know. But if you're lying and you knew you're lying, you lied on your mother if you know that you're lying. But again, you'll never admit it, right? Obviously. So. Who's better, Mook or Lux? I mean, define better. Like, who's better right now? Who's better all time? Who's who's better, period, skill set-wise? Because you, a lot of people might say Lux over Mook, but Mook be Lux. So then what? <laughs> Or you can say they both had one performance in the bubble. Mooks had a better performance. So, like, you know, it depends, really. It really depends on what you're trying to say there. Uh, who's better? They're one and one against each other. That's fair. That's definitely fair. But I'll say this much. Mook beat him in a bigger in a bigger audience, in a bigger climate where the world was watching. Like, they might have battled in the, in the sneaker store in Jimmy Jazz in Harlem on 125th, and, and that shit, obviously, is historical, but you beat Loaded Lux in a stage of 2,000-plus people on pay-per-view. Like, that's also big, too. That, I don't care if it wasn't battle rap. You got to understand that if you beat somebody in a room of 2,000 people and on pay-per-view, that's still big. You guys, are, you guys cannot... Try to downplay this. Like, this is, this isn't, if Lux would have won that battle, I guarantee you nobody would be downplaying it. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you nobody would be downplaying it. All right, man, let's move on, man. We got another 15 minutes left on the show. Um, all this, all this talk about smoke. Uh, all these people trying to set up matches. I love it. And speaking of setting up matches, Gichi Gotti goes on champion over the weekend. Let's, let's stretch this out here. Bam. He goes on champion over the weekend and decides to address the Mike P comments. And he has some funny words from Mike that I kind of laugh, but at the same time, kind of like, eh. you know, he, he tell, tells Mike P, quote, if he handles his business versus real sick. He can holler at me because I've still been having better years than Mike P has always had. I mean, Gucci's not lying. He's absolutely not lying when I say that. Like, he definitely has had a better year career than Mike P. But I just want to be honest with you guys. I did some statistics over the weekend looking at Gucci Gotti's career and his resume. Since 2017, after his uh, Stewie Newton battle, or I'm sorry, after his Blue Easy battle, 
mid-August uh, 2017. Every single opponent that Geechee's got he's battled since uh, Glue Easy, he's had less views then or less of a catalog then. So you know what that means? Every single profile he's battled, whether he's the favorite or not, they're the bigger profile battle rapper. Uh, at one point in time, I want to see Geechee spin the block on people that have a smaller profile than him or, you know, on URL at least. Like, I want to see him. He's not giving Mike P a shot, but if he never battles Mike P, like, we're, he can he can get away with that. But I want to see him take Mike P. You know what I'm saying? I want to see Geechee eventually come back and maybe take it easy. I want to see Geechee start to battle the people that, like, on, on the scale, he's, he's technically above on URL. Let's read some of these comments. That's a fact. Mike needs one more battle to see. Gotti told Mike to handle his business, then he picks sick. <laughs> Mike P better focus on Iron Sheik right now. Sheesh. Geechee versus Math is a better battle. We gotta get you drug tested. Let's be honest. Geechee had an incredible one that we've never seen before. Absolutely. Mike P is a different type of threat. Mike and Gotti would be a tough battle. I like Mike and Gotti. I'm here for it. Mike gotta do more. Geechee is in the Geechee is the end game for the new era. Mm, can't agree with that. Hope all is well. What up, Project Rico? We back in the morning, so we back Monday through Thursday. So tune in with us. You know where we at all the time, Monday through Thursday. Um, Anastasio says it is a better battle, bro. Listen, man, I'm not sure if I I love math. Half I love all that he's doing. But I kind of agree with Geechee Guy, what he said here about math. I also got a quote about Geechee and math. I was going to save it for tomorrow. He says here, yeah, we got a battle because math keeps saying they're protecting Geechee. And I'm not going to lie, I rock with my expert opinion, but he can't F with me. He is way past his prime, and he is way over the hill. And all I have to say to that is, is he lying, my nigga? Is he lying? I don't think Geechee got his lying. Math is kind of over the hill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's not lying. He's not lying at all. You know what I'm saying? Y'all sleeping on math. It's not that we're sleeping on math. I just kind of think he's his best years are kind of past them already. And more importantly, like, there's not a lot of people that can do all these creative, administrative, and multitask so many deals and come back and battle at such a high level consistently. You know what I'm saying? That's why, like, a lot of the people that are, a lot of battle rappers that are doing media, you don't see them battle as frequently. You know what I'm saying? And, and math does a whole bunch of everything, more than everybody else. My expert opinion, he's become a damn blogger. He has his own little league with, like, with up-and-coming talent. That he, like, I'm not sure if anybody's really come out of that yet, but I salute him for doing that. Um, obviously, he has all these industry connections. Like, math does a lot, all right? So I'm not sure if he can do all of that and then focus in on battling the Gichigari. Math is only dangerous with angles. Math's best years are behind him since 2014. Math's URL resume is disgusting. Math says he's about to smoke Daddy Yankee. Isn't Math 0-2 on Legends Only? I'm sorry. just I know there's a scripted battles and it's not real battles, but if we had to give him a record for his own league, isn't he 0-2 on Legends Only? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? But I, I will say... Um, I don't like when math does get wins and it gets downplayed. Like math beating hollow to me was a big deal. Um, I feel like it didn't get the respect it, was, it, it deserved, but that battle was also very like awkward battle to watch. 
But when Robin Duck came out, like that was that's a moment. You know what I'm saying? Um, he beat Ill Will in the Judge Battle. I'm not sure a lot of people can say that. Got to give him props when he wins too. Got to call the fair is fair. But uh, Geechee and Math, I'm I'm putting more stock in the Geechee and Mike. I want to see more of that. You know what I'm saying? And again, it's not like Mike P is 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 like a whole tier below Geechee, but his career and Geechee's career just they're just not they're not the same. They're just not the same. Geechee's been on the last three summer matches consecutively: seven, eight, nine, and ten. You know what I'm saying? He's in the last three gnomes, right? Or, or the last two gnomes, I should say. Like, there's a lot of things Geechee has that Mike still hasn't hasn't cracked the surface of yet. So, it's just fair to say that their careers aren't the same. But, again, just because your profiles are different doesn't mean you guys are different in skill set. So, I just want to see Geechee battle more people that have a profile a little bit uh, ranked lower than his. That's all I'm saying. Let's read some of this chat because you guys are savages here. Uh, he did rebuttal the Bonnie stuff against Snake Eyes. That's very true. That was a good battle. Math beating Hollow was monumental camp front. Yes, it was. It was major. Math has Math won a round on Summer Madness. Yikes! We've only been on there twice, but against Calico and Av. Yikes! 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 That's a haymaker argument right there. Yeah, I'm gonna have to put, keep that in the stash. I might have to keep that one in the stash. Have you won around on Summer Madness? Has he been on Gnome? I don't even think he's been on Gnome. Hold on, let me see. I got all the Gnome paperwork right here. Hold on. Math has never done a Gnome. Wow. Yikes. Put that on Twitter. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This chat is smoking math. I'm here for it. Look, see, Anastasio, this is your fault because you say you prefer math and Geechee over Geechee and Mike. I don't know why. I don't know why. And more importantly, uh, beyond Geechee, also one, I, beyond me wanting to see Geechee spin the block on, on guys, Mike also deserves these names too, guys. Like, at one point in time, Mike and Tayrock almost happened. Mike and Averb almost happened, all right? And before the ride of debacle and he beat Saga, like, he could, he really could have sat out and got a big opponent. You know what I'm saying? Think about this, all right? Glue Easy got Tayrock before Mike P. It should never happened. should have never happened. Mike, career's, Mike P's career is a lot of at one point in times. Sad but true. There is a lot of moments where he almost like figured it out, you know what I'm saying? Or almost had that right opportunity. Briz and, and Mike P was like, it's close to happening. But maybe that was the best of him because he would have ran into Briz during that Mr. Wavy Loso run. And maybe maybe he dodged a bullet there. Gluizi beat Tay Rock. Alright, man. I respect your opinion, but I'm pretty sure you're going to be on an island on that one. What about Adi Boomin serve? That could have happened. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it really would have happened. I don't know, realistically speaking, but it was a conversation once upon a time. What up, Ben? I'm actually almost out of here, Ben. I got another six minutes to my time. 
But uh, Ben, we're here talking about Mike P and potentially battling Gichi Gotti. So I like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I do want to see Mike Mike Polisi get some nice plates this year. Um, I think you guys have forgotten how good Mike P is, actually. Well, speaking of Mike P, uh, let's, let's close off the, the show with... Um, I'm very intrigued because um, so far all the polls I've seen from URL, from Caffeine, Twitter, Instagram, all over, they all have Mike P winning the voting polls. Like, like I know Mike P is a polarizing guy. Like, there's people that really enjoy his skill set but don't like the character. Or there's just guys that don't like him at all. And Real Sick is the new shiny toy. A top 20 battle rapper had great back-to-back performances with Chill and B-Magic. I would have expected some recency bias to kick in especially because Mike P's last battle was Bill Collector, for people that have sick, overwhelmingly winning this battle, at least statistically or going into it as the favorite. But I'm kind of shocked that Mike P's winning all the polls. Are you guys shocked? How do you feel about it? Mike P ain't beating sick, respectfully. They have France talk. I seen that with the F, says Ben. Uh, uh, That's shocking. I actually thought everybody hated my boy. That's the Russian bots. Mike P got the gaming crowd. Mike P's winning because sick ain't. I'm going to have to vet these messages a little bit more. I'm very shocked. Um, Six's ending his career. Mike P's one of the most popular people, whether we say it or not. I think this battle of the night. Savage Vandross, we're going to have to be careful on this chat. Savage Vandross, take it easy. All right, you don't know who's screenshotting you out here. You got to be careful, bro. These are messages you have to be careful. I'm telling you for your own good. <laughs> um, am I fronting with the recency bias? I peeped that. Mike P needs three rounds of the year in one battle to pull this off. What do you guys think? Real sick is, is Hitman Howling his prime? Real sick is, is from Nitty? Uh, like in a small room or... or RBE version of JC in his prime, like, real sick is still, like, he's still coming up, like, he, you know, I, there's no chinks in his armor, I guess, but it's not like this is, I don't think this is a, a landslide in any favor, in fact, my opinion, this could be an early battle of the year candidate, and that's what I'm hoping for, that's truthfully what I'm rooting for, for this to be a fire battle on both sides, um, if I had to pick a, a horse in the race, I am going to probably pick Real Sick only because I think he has a, a, a higher ceiling than Mike. Uh, his first year in URL has a, a Battle of the Year contender, um, all URL rounds, so one of the best rounds of the year. He's a top 20 battle rapper, and um, pretty much every single time you see him, he's giving you a good back and forth or a clear win. You know, that's all it is. Uh, him and Jay, good back and forth. Him and KK has a good back and forth. Him and... Uh, chill a good back and forth. Him and Magic, you you know the you know the vic, you know the outcome there. Fifth letter, what up though? We're almost out of here. We're out of here in three minutes. But there is something that concerns me about Real Sick and Mike P. And statistically, believe it or not, by the statistics, Real Sick might lose this battle. And I'm going to explain right now. If I could get this graph on the chart here. Let's find this, man. Hold on, guys. Let me make sure I get this. uh, This trend. Wherever I have it at. Here we go. Okay, wonderful. Wonderful. 
Where is it? Where is it? All right, cool. Bam. All right, so I have this this theory, right? I call it the karma of 30s, right? Let me, I'll cover myself. We don't need to see me right now. This is more important. I call it the karma of 30s, right? There's this trend on the URL app that I found. And obviously, doesn't mean it's 100% true, but it happens very frequently. When a battle rapper wins a clear 30, they win every single round on the app. And in their, their next battle, they're the favorite to win. They ends up in a loss. And here's a lot of examples of when this happened. Rum Nitty uh, beating Drugs Trio loses to Reed. Rum Nitty beating, uh, Loso beating JC, then loses to Nun Nun. Uh, K-Shine beating Pat, then loses to Chilla. Uh, B-Dot beating Holmesy, then loses to Chilla. You know what I'm saying? Casey beating Merck, then has, loses on the app to Coffee. I know you guys feel the type of way about it, but she lost on the app. Mike P beating Saga, and then loses to Rada uh, on the app. So these are just app statistical wins. These aren't opinionated beasts. This is just what the app is saying. So I'm noticing that when a battle rapper gets a clear 30, especially against an opponent that didn't necessarily stay competitive, fans or supporters will kind of keep that performance in their mind and expect the battle rapper to replicate it. So they create that standard for the battle rapper. And when their next battle is competitive, it's almost as if they lost because people were expecting that person to win 30. No disrespect to B-Magic. He's one of the greatest punches ever. His, His career is set in stone, but... How much stock we put into beating a B Magic? Mike P's not B Magic. <coughs> All right, guys, it's almost about that time for me. The trend of Saga dying. Nah, Chilla was the first. Yikes. Sick only has one recent 30. Got to elevate my mind. Yes. Okay. Listen, it's rare for me to feel bad for a uh, bad rap in a body, but B-Magic was one. Yeah, for sure. Listen, B-Magic died against Real Sick. I'm not saying that he didn't. And more importantly, Real Sick's material was almost flawless. So even if Magic would have showed up, he probably would have beat him anyway. But I'm saying, like, we need to see what happens when somebody is not going to beat themselves against Real Sick. And gratefully, his Chilla Jones performance is what makes me very confident in anything he can do. All right? He went toe-to-toe with a prime Chilla Jones who was our reigning champion of the year. All right? You know how good Chilla Jones is? Just think about this for a second. In eight months, right, from May to January of, of last year to this year, and those in that span of those eight months, Chilla Jones beat the number two ranked battle rapper, the number three ranked battle rapper, and the number five ranked battle rapper. Oh, and the number four, too. Right? I'm sorry, not Ill so number four, because Geechee was four. So he beat the number two, three, and four ranked battle rappers in 2020 in a span of eight months. Give Chilla Jones his flowers. And Real Sick went toe-to-toe with that guy. All right? So I just want to say, Real Sick, I have no fear in. Uh, I'm sure Mike P is the bigger question than Sick, even though he shouldn't be. He's he's obviously more established than Sick is. But I just want a classic, and I'm going to leave it at that. All right, guys, that's all the time we have for for today, man. I, I got to get up out of here. Time is uh, of the essence for me. But I appreciate you as always, man. LTBR Daily, we're back on the mornings, Monday through Thursday, 10.30 a.m. 
Um, stay tuned. We might push it up to 10 o'clock just because I know some shows are moving around in the morning time. So we'll see what happens. Uh, me and Cece are on tomorrow. Should be a fun show. Salute to everybody in the chat, as always. Without child, it wouldn't be possible. And have a wonderful Monday. This will be uploaded in a couple hours. Salute to everyone. France, I'll be available Thursday. Project Rico, we're going to get you on Thursday, man. Salute.